Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Live from Hollywood, California, this is So I Married a Movie Geek! Hello, friends. Welcome to another rousing edition of So I Married a Movie Geek. I'm Chrissy McQueen, and Justin Winters, the better half of this marriage, is on my left-hand side. Justin, you're giving me a thumbs up. Is it because of the kind description or the fact that you finally got me to see an Eddie Murphy movie? It's because I hear a jet plane up ahead. I'm leaving on jet plane! <laughs> Is that how the song goes? Is that a song? Um, no, I just give random thumbs up from now, from time to time anyway, so. I do appreciate it. It's very nice of you to just kind of, you know, proliferate your thumbs ups. I like to be optimistic for everyone. Thumbs up. Do you bend your thumb all the way back when you do it like me? Why would you do that? I don't do it on purpose. It just kind of happens. That's like a, that's less a thumbs up and more of a hooking thumb. (laughs) Oh, you mean that kind of, wait, what kind of hooking are you talking about? Both. A ride and a ride. <laughs> a ride and a ride. Nicely done. Um, yeah, well, anytime you can watch an Eddie Murphy movie where Eddie Murphy was in his prime is always good. It's funny that we were going into this this week and you said, okay, we got to watch an Eddie Murphy movie and a Billy Crystal movie because of the whole Oscar thing, but... I don't know which movies you've seen or haven't seen. And I was like, shrug, just just name something at this point. You named like 10 Eddie Murphy movies. And I'm like, any one of them. <laughs> yeah. Chrissy doesn't remember when Eddie Murphy was really funny. I mean, I've seen him in a couple of things. What? Nutty Professor? I've seen him in The Nutty Professor, yes. You've seen him in Shrek? Yes, yes, I've seen him in Shrek. What else? I saw him in Father... Oh, no, that's not Father of the Bride. That's Father of the Pride. That's different. I saw him in Dreamgirls. In Dreamgirls. I definitely saw him in Dreamgirls. Okay, so that's a problem because he's old and... we'll talk Tower Heist. About, we'll talk about Tower Heist later, but... Yeah, so we saw Tower Heist a couple weeks ago, and one of the best things about Tower Heist, even though it's a very strange film, is Eddie Murphy's actually funny in it, even though he's doing like an impression of Chris Tucker. Which, I can't. by the way, I hate Chris Tucker. Sorry, I'm sure he's like a nice person, but I can't stand him in his movies. So, I really enjoyed Eddie Murphy in this version of him, though, the send-up. So, so the double feature with... uh, Eddie Murphy movie and Billy Crystal, we had the choices of, I mean, pretty much any early. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, his we, entire internet movie database. <laughs> I I have a certain um, love for The Golden Child. Um, Which I'm looking at right now, 1986. Yeah, a lot of people don't like that movie, but I think it's really funny. I've never even heard of it. Oh, we'll have to watch it then. Okay. Um, what else? Uh, 48 Hours, I love. I love, like... 
I del- knew Delir- I, Delirious and Raw. I know how I was familiar with Eddie Murphy. Not from just all this, like, latest work. I actually watched early Saturday Night Live. Like, I'm looking at his old characters, and I'm like, I know the Buckwheat character. I know yeah. Mr. Breckman, Mr. Robinson. So you have... You kind of know that he I, oh, used to yeah. be really, really funny. Although, he went through a phase in the 90s where I pretty much just refused to stop watching or start watching. And that was kind of it. It was like, I'm going to do The Naughty Professor. Then I'm going to do... Okay, okay, we don't have to go through his whole ID page. That's Dr. Enough. Doolittle and all those crap movies. Yeah, he went through like a kitty swamp. <laughs> it was. It was a total kitty swamp. <laughs> He's like, I'm That's going wrong. through the kitty movie swamp. Uh. <laughs> Uh, Daddy Daycare too. It looks like slime from back in the day on Nick Jr. Norbit. <laughs> so hey, is he in that one movie where they're like Hallelujah? So I had to. I couldn't go straight for something like Delirious or oh. Raw because I think you would be like, "Whoa, this guy's really funny, but he curses a lot and he's kind of homophobic." So I had to go for the most popular. Eddie Murphy, early Eddie Murphy movie, which was... Beverly Hills Cop. Good job, you a-hole. <laughs> he just <laughs> ruined our music thing. Oh. Wow. See, Chrissy, if Chrissy was in the military, she'd be the person like, let's go, fellas! And she'd just stay there while everybody <laughs> goes over the hill and gets shot. <laughs> no, do you know who I'd be? Are you ready? Jenkins. <laughs> See, this song became not only popular when the movie came out in 84, but don't you remember, was it the late 90s or early 2000s where the Axel, was it the Axel F. Frog song came out and they used... Sampled that? No. I don't know what you're talking about. But didn't they use this in like a video game or something? I feel like there was like a Beverly Hills Cop video game. Or am I making that up? I f- no, I'm serious. I feel like there was like a Super Nintendo game about this. Was there? There might, there might I didn't be. have it. <laughs> okay. I missed out. Aww. Aww. Who do I need to find it. So, Beverly Hills Cop, 1984, one of the highest grossing comedies of all time. Really? Yeah. That's that's really surprising to me. It is? Why? I mean, it's a good movie, but like the hot, one of the highest grossing comedies of all time? Well, this was at the... This is when right when he came out of um, Saturday Night Live and stuff. He did 48 Hours. Uh, okay. Remember those cop? All right, so... Axel Foley. He's a great character. So so what makes him a great character? I, I mean, like other than the fact that he is... Is smart, but doesn't come across as, like, a pompous asshole. And that he's funny, but not, like, in a Chris Tucker sort of way. <laughs> what does that mean? The antithesis of funny. Okay. Well, I, Don't I, you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? What did you think? This is not about me. I've seen this movie many times. Well, I gave you a proposal. I was seeing if you agreed. No, you, you, there was no comment. <laughs> that was just a question. No. It's like it was a query. Cleary. Exactly. It was a Cleary. No, I I, uh, I love Beverly Hills Cop. Is that I enjoyed what you it. To hear? In, in, in the beginning, I thought he was going to be, um, uh, despite the title, I thought he was going to be the criminal because he was, you know, fast talking in the back of the van with all the cigarettes. And I was like, oh, he's a criminal and they're going to somehow turn him into a cop. I don't know how it's going to happen. They're gonna Robo-cop. 
That also means nothing to me because I didn't see that movie. No, I mean, you get brownie <laughs> points for spotting right in the first 30 seconds of the movie. You're like, they're showing scenes of Detroit. And Chrissy's like, that's not Beverly Hills. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, congratulations. Well, that's just it, because I, right away when I was like, that's not Beverly Hills, you're against Detroit, I'm like, I thought it was a really, really sad, culturalist version of Chicago. And then when I realized that it was like, there was backstory, I went, oh, well, then maybe he's not a cop yet. This is his backstory. He's in Detroit, and he's like, you know, making deals, and... Making crimes, and friends with crimes. How, friends how with racist... Friends. What are you talking about? You just pigeonholed the, the, the black man as, as the criminal. Did I say anything about blackness or being black or black people? I did not. Why'd you just assume he was the criminal then? Because he was standing on the back of a truck talking about doing a deal and he was trying to ward off the cops with a wad of cash in his hand. Had nothing to do with the color of his skin, Justin. You don't know about undercover cops? You ain't seen Point Break? Oh, I kind of forgot about Point Fast Break. and the Furious? No, I never saw Fast and the Furious. The Fast and the Furious. You've seen Point Break? I barely remember it. Keanu Reeves was in that. <sighs> it's like short-term memory up here, Justin. It's like studying for a test. I remember the movie as long as I need to talk on the podcast about it, and then I forget about it completely. Thank God we have these records. <laughs> Someday... In the far off future, and I'm saying like a month from now, <laughs> you can look back and see all the movies you saw. Or just going to be like the podcast version of The Notebook. You're going to be like, hey, Chrissy, play. <laughs> hey, Chris, yeah, you'll be in your little nursing home. I'm like, hey, Chrissy, remember this? Play. And I just like walk out the door really slowly. <laughs> and those poor. It's a good thing we've got 2,000 episodes. Those poor nurses are going to be like, that man just won't give up on her. He comes every day. He plays her some of the episodes from that 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 So I Married Something podcast. Remember Tootsie? <laughs> that was a great one. My mom loved that movie. She says something about the Candyman periodically. Now I understand why. <laughs> Does this, don't you want to put this on your um, tread, treadmill mega mix? I do not. Can we discuss for the by the uh, by the way why they put that song like so many times throughout the movie? I was like, man, the music guy on this on this movie had like the easiest job ever. He just no, kind of played the same song over and that over. That guy, what's his name? Faltermeyer. Voldemort. Yeah, it's Voldemort. <laughs> Harold Faltermeyer was like the quintessential. Um, score guy in terms of synthy, synthy type scores. This is more like Mario Brothers or something. But seriously, I mean, like he played, you should have done the Mario Rose. It thing. was the exact same song over and over again throughout the whole movie. It was like, what are we gonna do for this scene? And it's like it's five scenes later. Uh oh, now it's getting hairy. What are we gonna do for this scene? Well, that was like a, a dog whistle for saying something's awesome about to happen. <laughs> what? Right. Don't give me that face. What? You were laughing. I laughed periodically. Shut, shut your face. Okay. Let's talk about how the Beverly Hills PD, by the way, is let's, like... Let's talk about how the back of this DVD has a CGI-looking version of Eddie Murphy giving the... 
Like he a- looks a- really stoned. A-OK sign. He looks legitimately stoned, particularly in his right eye. Oh, DVDs. Soon we'll be like, what were DVDs? Oh, no. I can't think about that. I still have VHSs. Okay, so here's here are my favorite things about Beverly Scott. Number one, Eddie Murphy. <laughs> really? Of course. No. But, um, yeah, apparently... This was, like, Beverly Hills Cop was supposed to be a movie starring, I think, Sylvester Stallone or something like that. <laughs> what? And he left the movie, and then three weeks, they had three weeks to shoot to, before shooting started, and apparently they got Eddie Murphy at the last minute. And so, I think he was um, improving a lot of his lines. He's better when he improvs. Yes. So, a, a lot of the, the best scenes in the movie... Um, like when he tells the story to the is it the lieutenant or the captain about Rosewood and Taggart and how they were super cops. Lieutenant, yeah. I think that was all improv. Really? Or most of it, yeah. That was really good. Apparently, um, Eddie Murphy didn't like coffee and he wouldn't drink coffee at the time. But he was right- too busy doing coke. <laughs> I don't think he did coke. No, I think he was a straight edge. At no. The, at the time when he was filming the movie. I don't know no. about now. I'm sure he smokes a lot of weed and plays guitar now. That's what I hear. Really? I, I could have sworn Eddie Murphy went through a coke phase. I'm, I'm sure he probably did. I'm talking about when they were filming that scene. Okay. So right before, they gave him some espresso or like some coffee. And he was just like, ah! He like woke <laughs> right up. Wired. And that's why, I guess during that scene, he was just like, super cop. Super blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Giving coffee to people who don't normally drink it is funny. So, yeah, his, like, (laughs) interesting improv abilities. Number two, Rosewood and Tiger, those two guys. Judge What's-His-Face. Judge What's-His-Face. I like him. You know what? Someone needs to bring Judge Judy down. (laughs) And if it's going to be someone, (laughs) there should be a syndicated show called Judge (laughs) What's-His-Face. Do you know how ro- many... It could be a rotating, you know... Panel. Panel of judges. Do you know how many judge shows are on TV right now? Thousands. A lot. Too many. A lot. When you were telling me, oh, your doctor segment is going to air this day, I was like, okay, and I was trying to find it on, like, the KCAL lineup. Yeah. I can't even tell you how many judge th- shows I was trying... I was having to sift through to find it. <laughs> There's not a judge what's-his-face. <laughs> there should be. Yeah, they should delete at least four to five of those judges and insert Judge What's-His-Face. What if What's-Her-Face from Teen Girl Squad of Homestar Runner fame grows up to be a judge? Then cause she could be Judge What's-Her-Face. Justin's making me feel shamed. He won't talk anymore. And we're back. Again, easiest music scoring job ever. Just go back to the same theme over and over again. Things are about to get awesome. <laughs> so okay. let's talk about the bit. Wait, I want. Let's talk about the Taggart and Rosewood. Yeah, played by Judge What's His Face, Judge <laughs> Reinhold of Take It Away, Chrissy. What else has he been in? Pretty in Pink. No. Um. Can't find me love. Shit. <laughs> what? Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Okay. Vice Versa with Fred Savage. What is that? <laughs> oh, man. I'm sorry. 
We'll get you there someday. You've seen Baby fa- steps. You've seen steps. fast times, I know. I did. Oh, that means you didn't. No, that means I did. You remember the guy that was masturbating to Phoebe Cates when she got out of the pool? I remember she got out of the pool. You don't remember a guy masturbating to her? Was, there was, wasn't the camera looking in through the inside somehow, like through blinds? <laughs> yes, that camera was spying on her. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the brave little toaster, but I can't. Actually, it was the brave little toaster spying on her and masturbating. No, there was a guy masturbating in the bathroom. <laughs> I want to see this poor version of brave little toaster. <laughs> he growed up. <laughs> oh no! What happened to the air conditioner? He freaked out, man. You see him? There's <laughs> little, a line in the movie. Little, to, little toasters can't masturbate. Hey, there is a line in the movie. They say, ah, don't be a wet blanket. I don't remember that part. <laughs> you don't? <laughs> it happens. I haven't seen I haven't seen that movie in a long time. It's like the best movie ever. Is it? It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Wow. Like top 20. Wow. <laughs> like top one. <laughs> okay. Well, good to know. Definitely in my top ten of kids' movies. <laughs> Wait a minute. What was your top twenty of all time? So you have ten kids' movies in? <laughs> no, but you know how like you have different lists, like your top ten favorite comedies. You you know Jesus. whatever. Somebody's looking for someone. I think there's a police helicopter outside. I'm right here. <laughs> So Tagger, Tagger and Rosewood in this movie are not only the two of the worst cops ever, they're practically a married couple. <laughs> a very unhappy married couple, but yes. Well, one was, you know, more uptight than the other. I was thinking more of like a father-son relationship, to be honest with you. Oh. Like crotchety old dad, and he's like, no, this is the way we do it. And the other guy's like, but dad... Dad, he orders a shrimp cocktail. He brought us dinner. Like, you know, one of those guys. And then he has to rebel against his dad later and, like, help out. You should write movies. <laughs> this is pure gold. You're just spouting out your mouth. You need to write that one. You need to write about the um, brave but more sexually advanced little toaster. <laughs> Masturbating. The brave not-so-little toaster. <laughs> masturbating to the air conditioner? Is that what you insinuated? No, the air conditioner was mean and evil. Oh. The air conditioner spied on everyone. He was the voyeur. The air conditioner's daughter. Who's the hot... The space heater? Who's, who's the hot appliance? <laughs> they didn't... Well, they didn't. There was that whole number where they were like, and more! And it was like all the, like the high-tech 80s instruments. And we're talking about how you're going to uh, want everything and more. So it'd be like an 80s appliance of kind that was really sexy. Yeah, like the mixer. But they couldn't be coming out of a pool. That wouldn't be... That'd be dangerous. <laughs> what if it were a pool cleaner? <laughs> like she like, like from, rises up. Like from Paranormal Activity <laughs> That pool cleaner's... Possessed by ghosts. Like, like you said, a pole cleaner, like a stripper pole. Yes. It's the pole cleaner. <laughs> okay. So back to the team. K- 
can we... Like, you didn't appreciate Taggart and Rosewood? I did. They come back in the sequels. Oh, God. There are sequels? I actually, like the second one, uh, maybe more than the first one. Oh, really? Not that it's a better movie, but I think it hit me at a better time. Like, obviously, I didn't see this when I was four years old or whatever. <laughs> well, I think I, I think at I'm, the rate you see movies, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I think I saw the second... I'm actually seen the second one before the first was one. Was Eddie so. Murphy in the second one? He's in all three of them. Oh, really? Yeah, and they've been trying to get him to make a fourth one, but he's like, no, if I do something, I'll do, like, a, a movie, and I'll be, like, the guy's dad or something. I'll do The Nutty Professor 6. <laughs> Beverly Hills Teen Cop. Oh, Lord. Speaking of Beverly Hills Cops, I've been to Beverly Hills multiple times. Don't see a lot of cops there. You're totally going to steal my point. I've been trying to make this point for, like, the past 20 minutes, and you keep, like, usurping my point, and then all of a sudden when there's a silence, you're like... Let's talk about the Beverly Hills Cops for a second. There's no usurping of points. What are you talking about? Usurping? What is usurping? <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, t- give me your point. First of all, and I might be wrong about this, but when I was watching, I had this strange sensation that there isn't really a Beverly Hills PD. It's all LAPD. And there might be a Beverly Hills Division. Ah, uh, semantics. <laughs> That is, I don't think it's its own entity. I've seen, um, the, I've seen the Beverly Hills Police Department off Santa Monica when you're going towards right the beach on but the like, left there. But like here, you see also like you know the North Hollywood Division of like the LAPD, but it's LAPD. So you're pissed that it's not North Hollywood cop? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. It took place in Beverly Hills, but it should be Los Angeles cop. Yeah. LAPD. That's not as not catchy. as catchy. Not as catchy. Okay, secondarily, the way they were all like by the book and so polite, and they're like, "That's the way we do it in Beverly Hills," and I'm like, "No, it's not." Like, wait, why is there this this sudden you know drive to politeness and class? Yeah, it's it's not it's not like it's cops. A documentary. <laughs> <laughs> it's a movie. Did you know it was a movie? No. Okay. It wasn't Cops, the documentary? It's like the Beverly Hills version of Beverly Hills. It's kind of like years later with Welcome to the OC. Oh, yeah. You're right. (laughs) That's actually a really good way. Thank you. I feel better now. Because I was like, that's not what happens in Orange County. You feel better? Let's celebrate. (laughs) You all should know that Justin does dance each and every time he plays this. It's not just like he plays... Plays the, the um, song and then sits there. He's like, dance time! And he goes for it. Does that make you want to dance? Yeah. Okay, so I'm glad you made that point about Beverly Hills. Whatever, Justin. Let's, let's move on to two also um, favorites about this movie. One, in a, in a smaller, less noticeable role, role in the movie, but I had to point him out for you, is... Um, Damon Wayans Sr. <laughs> giving the bananas to Axel Foley for the infamous bananas. Is banana there scene. Damon Wayans ju- Jr.? That. Yeah. Doesn't that make you feel old? That's like in his 20s. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. And they're bringing in, the, in, Love, in Living Color back. They're rebooting it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? On the same day that Community gets hiatus almost permanently, you find out that there's going to be an In Living Color replacement? No, I didn't find that out today. Oh. They well, announced that like a week or two ago. I'm hearing that at the same time. It's going to be, it's going to start off as like two specials. This is stupid. What? In Living Color rocked. I love that show. I mean, I like the theme song and I like the dancers. <laughs> you like the themes? 
What? In any color. Like... Oh, I love that movie. That sounded vaguely like Jim living Carrey? single in my head. <laughs> living single. Black guys on film. Um, I don't there's, remember. There's so many good characters from that show. I watched Martin. That's not this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Martin. Anyway. <laughs> Damon Damon Wayne's the one that's like, here you have those bananas. Take the bananas. <laughs> he was great. Wasn't he on that show on back when it was the WB? What was that show? Oh. I'm in rare form tonight. Moving on to another thing I love about the movie. Had a bigger role in, in this one um than Damon Wayans, but also Balky? Balky. Yes. Bronson. <laughs> <laughs> he was great in this movie. Oh, he's great in everything. A Serge. I, I don't think I've ever what seen him. What you did to pertaining. What you did to pertaining. He was like... Regarding. Um, What's he regarding? He kind of reminded me of uh, Martin Short's accent in <gasps> Father of the Bride. Oh my God, like yes. Sh- the two of them, Serge and... What was his name in Father of the Bride? It, he wasn't in Father of the Bride. No, what was the oh, character's Mark name? Yeah. Franck. Serge and Franck should go on adventures together, like kind of like Thelma and Lee's. But... Oh my god, Serge and Franck. I don't know, I think they, I feel like they wouldn't get along. Oh, probably, they'd probably claw each other's eyes out. I think out. they'd hate each other. But, yeah. What did you like about the movie, Chris? It flowed well. I mean, it wasn't like one of those movies where I'm like, oh, God, this movie is dragging or it's so stuck in its decade that I can't get, you know, I can't see the forest through the trees. Um, so it, it flowed well and it stood the test of time. Yeah, I mean, obviously the fashion and all that is very 80s, but I feel like it still works today. No. It does. It, it, it held up well. Um, there wasn't any character that I particularly hated or disliked. Even the antagonists... Not that you root for them, but you at least are interested in what happens to them, as opposed to being, like, a poppycock antagonist. Those damn poppycock <laughs> antagonists. No, but it's like... What are you talking about? <laughs> Is this like a badminton action film of some kind? <laughs> <laughs> Miss, <No. laughs> Mr. Poppycock. <laughs> you killed my brother. Now I will kill you. Prepare to die. No, but like, you know, an antagonist. <laughs> Let me explain where I was coming from. I don't know. The bad, the badminton action film sounds pretty good. Mr. Puppycock. I'm talking about like an antagonist where it's just like they're totally one-sided or one-dimensional. And it's like all almost fluff. And it's just like a villain for the sake of having a villain. You know, it's like, it's poppycock. It's BS. It's That kind of poppycock. <laughs> yeah. Poppycock. Beverly Hills poppycock. Yes. I totally understand what you're saying. This is, this is almost as great as your point about Beverly Hills. <laughs> Horrible. Uh, don't you know it's not nice to pick on the mentally ill? <laughs> So, let's just say, Chrissy, you're a cop. Oh, let's. You're a cop in Detroit. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's even better. And your friend, who you haven't seen in, like, 15 years, comes and says, Hey, Chrissy, it's good to see you. I've got a bunch of German bell bonds. 
and then he gets killed, and then and then she gets killed right in front of you. Would you go avenge her death in yeah. Beverly Hills? Well, first I wake up, you're like, "Ow, my head hurts." I would like some Advil, please. And then I'd be like, "Why didn't they kill me too?" Oh, they must think I'm badass. And then I'd be like, "What are German bail bonds?" And I'd try to figure out why she had them. And then you'd be like, "Oh, yes, that would happen." That's the percussion, the percussive elements. But I wouldn't think to go to Beverly Hills. No, I'd probably like try to trace the the the. Isn't it great that, that his friend was actually from Beverly Hills instead of somewhere like bum ass Iowa? <laughs> yeah, bum ass Iowa cop doesn't have the same ring to it as Beverly Hills cop does. If I want to go, no. If my friend dies and I have to avenge his death, at least have it be somewhere. Sunny and nice, like Beverly Hills. Can you imagine if it would have been like, you know, like bum-ass Montana or something, and then they come, and it's like, and there are all these cows in the background, and then they're like, so, we heard that you're a cop in the big city, fella. And he's like, yeah, I'm here to avenge my friend's death. And then they'd be like, whatever, meow. Wait, did the cows stop? <laughs> I didn't understand. The cows were, you didn't say anything about another human. <laughs> these cows. The cow to police department. <laughs> Did you come from Mr. Poppycock? It's sort of like my idea um, about uh, if I didn't have a job and I was totally unemployed, but I still wanted to join the Occupy movement, I would like Occupy Kauai or Occupy Maui. (laughs) But I think you're missing the point. Of the Occupy movement. What? That the 99% are not the ones with wealth and are unemployed. And I'd are be white. in a tent. <laughs> in Kauai. Oh. On the beach. Nice. Occupy it. What if they decided to have, like, Occupy Kauai, like, somewhere not very nice? Like, near Volcano. Like, Occupy the Volcano? <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yes. <laughs> we'll have a ring around my neck. Yes. My precious. <laughs> I was thinking more of like Joe versus the volcano. No, I, I would, remember that one. I wouldn't <laughs> occupy the center of a volcano. <laughs> I actually remember something. I'm so happy for I you. I know, right? You should actually get a gold star. Okay, so you asked me what I liked about it. I said I liked it that it flowed. I liked that all the antagon- not antagonists, all of the characters had protagonistic qualities, even when they were antagonistic. You like the chick. I like the acting. So, Eddie Murphy, yes, the actress who played his female, not love interest, but counterpart. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was funny. I mean, it didn't drag. Like, And that goes back to the flow thing. Like, It was funny. I did laugh several times throughout the movie. What was your favorite scene? Um, probably the strip bar. You do like strip bars, right? Um, yeah, Is it because they were, they were playing that song? Um, the, what was that song? The Nasty. You're into the music of this movie, boy. No, I was just, I, I thought it was funny how he was trying really hard to, like, get him to loosen up, and then that didn't happen. Then he was like, all right, yo, I just staked out this entire, what's going to go down? Are you ready? Go. And then, like, took everyone down. And then the very next scene, and I'm kind of looping them together, is when he had the whole super cop thing. That, that was a good scene. That was like a good series. If you were in a strip club and two guys came in with guns like that, 
That would be like the worst possible thing that could happen. I would probably get up on stage, pretend to be one of the dancers because nobody wants to shoot them. <laughs> I'd be like, woo, yeah, yeah, I'm hot. Don't shoot me. I'd like to see that. Okay. <laughs> you can hire some guys. You can take me to a strip club and be like, but Justin, it's my birthday. Why are we going to shut up? And, like, you take me inside, you sit me down, and you're like, here, have, like, this Long Island iced tea. And then, because you want to get me really drunk. And then, like, the two guys with guns walk in, and you were like, I didn't see this coming. This seems like a lot Chrissy, of work. what will you do? And I'll be like, is this because you want me to get up on stage? And I'll be like, wait a minute, let me try some music. <laughs> no. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> strip club. Heist. Uh, Bunch of guys with boners and sweatpants. Gross. (laughs) Here's... Never mind. They're gross. I had an inappropriate question for you. Go ahead. Do sweatpants have like a fly in them, like boxer shorts? Um, Or do you have to pull down your pants? Most don't. I'm sure they make some that do. So you have to like... when you go. Yeah, you actually has to... (laughs) You have to pull down your whole pants. Unless you just pee all over your pants and... (laughs) Have it dribble down. <laughs> do you not know how sweatpants work? Or do you guys like just leave it, leave it like up on your butt, but then you just like pull the top down a little bit? <laughs> like a muffin top? Like this? Yeah. What are you just learning about how sweatpants work now? This is embarrassing. Because girls always have to take off their pants no matter what they're wearing. <laughs> they always have to take them down. Guys don't have to do that. They just do a little zip and then they go pee. So th- I thought of it and I was like, sweats might be the one scenario in which case they have to actually take on their pants like a girl. Well, even if you have boxers that ha- has holes in it, I still... I don't like pee through the hole. Oh, so you still take down your, your pants either way. Yeah. Because it's, like I said... Even at, like, girls, a urinal? Girls don't understand. Girls sit right there, and yeah. it's just pee right into there. Yeah. Guys, especially guys who are six foot five tall, <laughs> you're, you're peeing from, a, like, a high... <laughs> it's like one of those high dives into, like, a little shallow pool. Yeah. It's dangerous. So then, wait a minute. When you're standing at the urinal, do you, like, pull down your entire pants? <laughs> I'm really confused. No, you just pull it on the front like that. Yeah. So you do keep the back side up. I don't pee up my butthole. What are you talking about? <laughs> are you learning new things? So, hon, guys pee pee out of their pee hole. No, you're not understanding me, clearly. Okay, you're saying... Oh, we're getting it, an invitation. Why don't I go to a urinal and be like... <laughs> If that's what you do, I didn't say you. You no, should I do, go. I do like this. I pull it on the front. <laughs> okay. Although, although, if I was at a urinal and a guy totally pulled down his pants all the way to his ankles, <laughs> but you know what? To each his own. If you need to just go free willy nilly like that to 
go in a urinal, that's fine. Well, that was my question about sweats. Because I was like, wait a second. <laughs> what is sweats? How are sweats different from just regular pants? Because, like, regular pants have a zipper. You could just undo the zipper and, like, guide your pee-pee through the zipper and then pee. Like, like through the prongs? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that your jeans had prongs in them. Or whatever those, like, teeth are. Like, Zipper? Yeah. <laughs> Zipper. I don't understand. <laughs> like, don't you just un- go, and then, like, guide it out? Like a snake? And then you what, pee. What are we talking about this? <laughs> I don't... <laughs> this, this is just a deep-seated issue that I don't understand why you don't understand. Guys... They pull down the front of their pants and they pee. But the entire front, even in jeans? <laughs> what are you supposed to leave and not pull down no, with jeans? I'm saying that you like you pull it through the zipper. <laughs> like so you keep keep it buttoned, but you under the zipper and you just go I mean, you can do that. It's kind of awkward, though. Okay. Isn't that what, I really thought that's what, like, what most guys do. They just pull their schlong through the zipper. They undo it, and then they pull it through, and then they pee. And then they stuff it back in. <laughs> uh, pull their schlong through the zipper, and they do it, and they push it back in. Forever and ever. Oh, um... <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about fecal transplants at work last week, oh, and um, these girls who I said every time I hear about fecal transplants, oh, no. which is an it was which apparently a, is a lot in your world. No, it's a medical procedure. It's an actual medical procedure where they take poop out of another person and they put it into the poop of another person because it's like because it's like good poop. Google this shit. It's very interesting. Anyway. Oh my God. Anytime I hear about fecal transplant for like the past five years, I think of me and you and everything we know. Everyone we know. Everyone we know. Yeah. With the poop back and forth kid. Well, me too. But I mean, I've never even heard of such thing as real like fecal transplant. Look it up, man. disgusting. It's interesting. Oh my God. So now that we've talked about how to pee (laughs) with sweatpants, (laughs) jeans, and how how to poop (laughs) back and forth. Uh, I can't function. <laughs> Back to Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> My favorite scene of Beverly Hills Cop is when he um, goes and he gets the reduced rate on the room, the hotel room, by saying that he... He gets very angry and loud. He's a reporter from Rolling Stone magazine. He's doing, doing Michael Jackson. Doing, doing, doing a Rolling Stone called Michael Jackson sitting on top of the world. <laughs> Michael Jackson going to be sitting alone on top of the world because I'm not going to be there for Rolling Stone. Oh, I love Eddie Murphy in this. He's pretty great. Anyway, so I w- what would you probably get? Uh, give the movie Let a it, B plus. That's that's probably what I'd give it. Yeah, solid film. Solid film. Solid film. Solid Brother. film. It totally taught me deep things like how to pull down my sweatpants to pee at a urinal. I don't understand <laughs> how brave little toasters turn into brave little teen toasters and masturbate to. This has been a really weird podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to put that out there. Let's move on to the next movie. Before we move on to the next movie, what, the impetus for doing this double feature was that Eddie Murphy first, uh, whatchamacallit, quit. What's his name? 
Brett Ratner. Brett Ratner, who we saw in a Q&A with Tower Heist a couple weeks ago. We did. And he and was kind of a, came off like a douche, yeah. right? Yeah. And Brian Grazer was there, too. Brian Grazer's hair was like... It was straight up. You know what's funny about Brett Ratner? All I could think of the entire time when he first started talking was, I was like, this is the music video director. Like, why is he now doing films? Because he did Rush Hour and Rush Hour 2. He also did Britney Spears. Like... The movie or the person? (laughs) Possibly both. But not the movie. I'm talking about... He did Lindsay Lohan, too. He did her music video for, like, Crazy and all those other stuff. Brilliant masterwork. (laughs) And now he's supposed to be, like, producing the Oscars? I don't know how that happened. I don't even know how he arose to that level. But he squandered it by making some really, um, from what I've heard, homophobic remarks. I don't even know what he said. He said, and this is quoting him, that rehearsals for facts. Somebody asked about if he has rehearsal rehearsals on his movie, movies that he makes, and he said that. Rehearsals are, are for fags? Yeah. That's pretty bad. Yeah. Well, he's a douche. Like, the, every question that somebody asked him at the Q&A, every word that came out of his mouth, instead of listening to him, I was kind of like saying, douche, 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 douche. And, and, and when he came in there, he didn't even know where he was. He's like, who are these people? What who are you guys? Is? Yeah, like, and at first, he, well, at first I thought I was going to like him because he was very coyly making fun of the produced by magazine writer, journalist guy who I really don't like. And at first I was like, this is going to be awesome because he's totally making fun of him to his face and I'm not sure he knows it. And then as it wore on, I was like, I think he does know it. And he's also like making fun of everyone else. It's not just like this guy. He's just kind of a douche in general. And then when he wasn't being a douche, he was like, I was going to say something dirty. Oh, well, fuck it. We've gone this far. (laughs) He was basically like licking the sphincter of Brian Grazer's ass. Whoa. He was. He was. Was this while Brian Grazer was in sweatpants at the (laughs) urinal? (laughs) See? We take him down. I mean, like, there's brown nosing, and then there's giving Brian Grazer a rim job. And that's basically what happened. Well, that's because Brian Grazer is way more talented than Bradner. Evidently. Here's, uh, what did you think about Tower Heist in 30 Seconds? I really liked it. I thought it was funny. Um, I like how the plot build. It was kind of like um, like a house of cards, you know, where it just kind of keeps building and building and building, and you know, the whole thing's going to go eventually. Um, there are certain logistical things that I don't quite understand. Like, yeah, I know you're going to say it, but the whole car at the end, how they actually got it into the pool or like how, out of the elevator. How did they do any of that stuff? I don't know. Like, the whole thing was like, we got to get this thing in the elevator. And then once it was there, it was like, what are we going to do with it now? But it was like... It weighed so much. It was just going to sit on top of the elevator and the elevator was not going to drop like a... That's a strong elevator. <laughs> and then, yeah, what in terms of what happened at the end, the logistics of that, it was kind of like if Ocean's 11, you know, a, a lot of... Or Ocean's 12, Ocean's 13. Those things, you're like, oh, this is kind of dense and detailed, but you're like, oh, I guess it could happen. Yeah, and if you and watch the, it two or three times, you feel like you could get what happened. And then the tower, you're like, what? Yeah. Huh? What? Question mark? <laughs> uh, their whole plan was just convoluted and weird to start with. It was cockamamie. Well, they're like, this is the, the most cameras, the most security, blah, blah, blah. And it yeah, all, they never went into that either. It all rested on like a Playboy magazine. Yeah. And... and <laughs> 
was, that was a really, must have been like the best Playboy magazine ever, by the way, because it kept them entertained for like three hours. And the most amazing Thanksgiving parade ever. Everybody went outside to see Snoopy. I'm like, what the hell cares? And they even knew ahead of time. They were like, we're going to go in on Snoopy. I'm like, they all know that everyone here is obsessed with the peanuts? <laughs> There's like a golden car being, you know, lifted up the side of the building, but it's like Snoopy. Snoopy! Snoopy! Red, Justin, Snoopy! get it right. Snoopy! Originally it was brown, but then they were like, Underneath. Brett Ratner was like, this is stupid and it blends into the shot. We're going to make it red. Fuck it. <laughs> that's not what he said. That's pretty much what he said. I think the cinematographer said, it doesn't, it doesn't, it blends in. Do you it it doesn't it? blend in. And, yeah, and he was like, fuck it, let's paint it red. I'm Brett Ratner. I do what I say. You do what I, I do. I do music videos. I came in <laughs> under budget and under time. Fags. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, I was not a fan. We're never going to work in this town. <laughs> and although I did like the movie, the the main logistical things, I was just like, what? That and Eddie Murphy's the best part about the movie, but he kind of doesn't... like they. Sh- it was kind of like center stage where they showed what happened to all the characters in the, in the movie, but they didn't show what happened to Eddie Murphy. So I just came out of the movie saying, what happened to Eddie Murphy? <laughs> The fact that you just compared this movie or any movie whatsoever with the line, it's kind of like that scene in Center Stage. I think I could die a happy woman right now. The epilogue scene. Doesn't matter. I could die a happy woman. Like they, sh- they could have taken the same apartment within the complex and just changed the walls with different posters. Like, oh look, Matthew Broderick's character. He got his. He got his oh, apartment back. I kind of forgot Matthew Broderick was in this until you just said his name. Aww. Aww. Me too, but I kind of forgot he was in it. Yeah, he wasn't have a, a very good day in this movie. <laughs> no, it was a bad day to be Matthew. Bad Broderick. day off for Ferris. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean he was okay. I liked Casey Affleck a lot. I like him pretty much everything he did. I was gonna say there's there hasn't really been much though where I've been like, geez, what's Casey Affleck doing? So yeah, it's like a Netflix rental. I wouldn't rush out to the theaters to see Do it. Do not rush out to the theaters to see this. If you can see it for free, great. Like, at a screening. That Brett Ratner won't be at. But, you know, other than that, cool. Okay, so... Eddie Murphy quit right after Brett Ratner. They instantly hired... As a loyalty, I guess. Instantly hired Billy Crystal within a week. Well, I heard on the, like... Because I had the inside track. Wow. Tracks inside. Go. Right? I heard that Billy had been lobbying for this for, like, a really long time. What else has he been doing? Like, no, I know. But, I mean, like, I'm talking, like, last he can, year. He could occupy Oscar with, with, yeah. with his free time, <laughs> free time he's had lately. I heard that, like, last year after. I, I guess he, I don't remember, but he did something, like, really briefly last year. Yeah, and people clapped. Okay. I heard that while he was back, he was backstage, like, grabbing props and shit and people were like what are you doing and he was like they might need me like do this thing or this might be like an improv thing and like he was really into it and basically like trying to ask people like oh you know what if I came back wouldn't it be great if I came back <laughs> what if I were the host like he was really lobbying hard to be the host wow it was kind of like up on his secret wall he's like <laughs> host the Oscars again and yeah. it, ha- it happened for him good job and I heard it from somebody who actually worked on the Oscar telecast so that it's it's good intel hmm well, I mean, what, 75% of the Academy is over the age of 95, so... 
<laughs> so this will work out fine. They're like, get that Grilly Crystal back. Really? He was great. I'm actually really excited about Billy Crystal returning. I feel like some of the best Oscar years were the ones where he hosted. I think a lot of people feel that way. He's a very good showman. He is a good showman. He, um... Uh, he kind of, like, in the way that Neil Patrick Harris is, is a very good showman. Yes. Like, he kind of leaves it all on the stage. Yes. So, I'm excited. I'm a big Billy Crystal fan. I also love what he insinuates himself in the sketches of, like, the, the best movies of the year. His song and... Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got shtick. I like his shtick. I'm a fan. Okay. What's your favorite Billy Crystal film? When Harry Met Sally. Yeah. Okay. Do throw mom off the train. <laughs> no, wait. Do throw mom off the train. Throw mom off the train. I like City Slickers. I saw that. I like that one. You know what? They should reboot City Slickers, but have Billy Crystal obviously is a lot older now. Bruno Kirby's dead. Oh, poor Bruno Kirby. I kind of forgot how old Billy Crystal is. How old is he? He's got to be like 70, right? We're finding out. But, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal played his son. They should... No, he's not in his 70s yet. He was born in 1948. How, how old does that mean? He said, um, six, wait, 1948? 64? No, 63. 63. Wait, hmm. he's born in March. Well, I hope it reboots his career. He needs to be in more movies. So, in the short time we have left. Yes. Let's talk about Throw Mom from the Train from 1987. Starring, from the Train, that's starring what Starring Billy is. Crystal, uh, Danny DeVito. Chrissy? Yes. Have you ever thought about throwing your mama from the train? No. Does your mom like trains? Yes. You passed the test. Good job. Was there... What was the... I don't understand. <laughs> I was going to make sure you wouldn't throw your mama from the train. Did you think it was going to be like, well, actually, let's talk about this on this podcast, much in the same way that Billy Crystal discussed the potential murder with everybody. And then when the cops came and said, hey, guess what? She died. They were like, ah. Okay, well, ask me the questions. Hey, Justin, have you ever thought of throwing your mom from a train? No. Does your mom like trains? Yes. Congratulations. See? If only, like, a police interrogation were that easy, by the way. No, we're done with that movie. Okay. We've moved on. So what do you think of Throw Mom from the Train? I actually liked it more than I thought I would. I felt like there was something missing in this movie. Would you like to know what it is? No. Okay, what was it? Martin Short. Martin Short? Yes. Why? I feel like he should have been in this movie somewhere. <laughs> Why? Like a Where's Waldo somewhere? <laughs> Not that I would protest that, but no. But that doesn't make sense. No, it, I feel like he could have... There was a third character missing and it should have been played by Martin Short. The train should have been played by Martin Short. <laughs> no. Throw Mama from the Martin Short. <laughs> He could have played Mama. <gasps> he could have played Mama. No, Mama was great. She's one of my favorites. I love her in this movie. Oh, what's the act? Who's the actress? Is it Anne Ramsey? Is that her name? I don't know. Has she been in other things that I would know? Um, yeah, only one of my favorite movies of all time, The Goonies. She was the mom in The Goonies. She was the leader of the bad guys. Oh. Who's son? Two sons? No. Okay. Wow. Anyway. Um, 
Okay, so you liked it a lot more than you thought, even though you, you thought it needed more Martin Short. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It makes sense to me. Um, I feel like it could have been almost like a Three Amigos sort of thing. Oh, Three Amigos. But like, you know, with Martin Short. <laughs> in a train. <laughs> Who's the third Amigo? Is it oh, Billy Crystal? Billy and Danny, yeah. That's four. No, I'm not counting Mama. Mama's like extraneous. Did you, but you, did you count the train? No. Oh, I thought you said Martin Short, the train. And I was like, who's the who's the third amigo? Um, I have a lot of love for this movie because I remember when it came out, um, there, was a, there was a standee of it at the video store. And a what? A stand, like one of the standees like you see at the, the video store. Or, Is that like a cardboard cutout? Yeah, it's made of cardboard. Okay. Sandy announcing the movie's coming. Oh, get you excited! Yay! Anyway, it had a little thing like uh, you push a button and um, Mama would yell things at you. <laughs> what did she say? You're stupid and fat. Exactly. Oh my god! I mean, you watch the movie, you're like, okay, I can understand them wanting to throw her from the train. Um, yeah. She's would- she's very um, surly. And she talks like she, she's got marbles in her mouth. I was kind of actually upset with Danny DeVito when he was like, Mama. And like he went back and wanted to save her on the trail. I was like, oh, come on. Are you the type of guy that takes down his pants when he goes to the urinal? I think so. Oh, I love I love that you love the scene where she's she's going through the train, running away from Billy Crystal because she thinks he's a murderer, and she's like, you bingo bastards, yelling at the senior sisters. She's like, this bingo sucks. There's a murderer on this train, and she's like not running. She's just like walking at a clip. Owen! She's, Owen! She like she sm- like smoked three cartons of cigarettes a day for 60 years. Owen! Owen! Play a little job of the hot top. Gross. Yeah, she didn't say she sounded like she had marbles in the mouth, no teeth, you know. She was worse for wear. Let's put it that way. She slept with her eyes open. That was beyond creepy. <laughs> I was like, who sleeps with their eyes open first? Second, like, if they do, who looks so maniacal and like they might like shoot you while they sleep? <laughs> I don't know. But back to Billy Crystal. I love Billy Crystal. I love Billy Crystal as well. And this is a movie starring a writer, and I love any movie where there's a writer that's a main character. Quick, fill in the blank. The night was... Moist. No! Don't use that word. I hate that word. Mushy. <laughs> yeah, the night was mushy. <laughs> All of our German friends. Hi! <laughs> Viva Deutschland! Um, yeah, those typewriters in this movie... Oh, gosh, that took me back. Did it? It did. We had a typewriter when I was growing up. Cool. My dad used it until I was, like, 20. <laughs> In high school, we had to take a typing test with typewriters. You did, What? You had to take it with a typewriter? Are you kidding me? Yeah, we started out with ty- on typewriters, and then, like, weeks later, we moved to computers. That's ridiculous. I know. Did it, wait, did the people who came after you, did they exclusively use computers, or did they have to have Z have Z it too? Um, no, I think that, the, that was the class. It was like a ty- actual typing class. It, oh, so they were they were like trying a, to prepare it, you for whatever you went into in life. Like, maybe you'll have to work with a typewriter. You should know how it works. Exactly. That's nuts. 
That's nuts. <laughs> it is. Like, come on. Well, it didn't really help me, I guess. I'm not a very good typist now, anyway. I, th- I don't think you're a terrible typist. Do you type properly with, like, the proper fingers on the right keys? Like Danny DeVito, like, tick, 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 You just type with your index fingers? Yes. Like, you're tapping it out? Exactly. Nice. Um, so, throw mom from the train. So, I'm glad to know that you wouldn't throw your mom from the train. Good. Yes. Have you ever been on a train with your mama? Uh, no. The only time I've been on a train was when Alexis and I took the Amtrak to Arizona and we sat behind the woman who was complaining with her children. And they were like, Mom, we want to go to the Waffle House. And she was like, I know you did not just ask me to go to the Waffle House. No, wait. The Waffle House. It wasn't even. It was like a separation between Waffle and Full. I don't like that woman. Why does she have so much hate for the Waffle House? Um, we are not going to the Waffle House. Yeah, she was not a fan. So you haven't even been on your mama with a train, so you don't even know if you're on a train whether if you want to throw her from it. I would not want to throw my mom from a train. I can tell you right now I don't want to throw her from a train. Or a plane. Or here or there. I would not throw her anywhere. I would not throw my mama from a train, Justin Winters. Oh. I would not. <laughs> Next time we go um, back to North Carolina in the summertime, i have to take you to Tweetsie Railroad where they have the train and the... The little Cowboys and Indians show. I just love that when you and I went to Washington this summer, your unbelievably sweet aunt had put a brochure for Tweetsie Railroad out on. Because she knows I love it so. I know. It was adorable. I was like, because I picked up and I was like, is this out here? And you were like, no, it's in North Carolina. I was like, we can't go see it? Why is there a brochure out? It's like the um, poor man's Dollywood. That's Oh. Do you know what Dollywood is? It's Dolly Parton. But, like, a theme park for her. Yes. It's like a giant Dolly Parton head, and you travel through her like a roller coaster and stuff. Really? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I should have kept that going. (laughs) You realized it, like, a second too late. Um, There's, like, a place where you can pan for gold. Oh. A Tweetsie Railroad. That's fancy. But you won't find anything. But they didn't tell you that as a kid. Oh, such sadness. Yeah. I think we got to pan for gold once too, but I was like, I'm going to find it because we're in California. It's where they came. The gold. Never found it. I was determined. <laughs> Could have happened. Could have changed your whole life. Right? What if I would have found gold? My dad would have taken it. Womp womp. So what's the theme to throw mama from the train? Murder what's the doesn't message? solve anything. Cops will find you. No. Don't um, go on cruise ships because you might get pushed off them. Shit happens. That, that's kind of the, what I got <laughs> from this. Is that the theme of every movie? <laughs> Not every movie. But in this particular <laughs> Pretty one. Pretty much. No, it's like shit happens. Shit doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> that's the theme to this movie. No. And, and then it's like, and then you have a choice. It's like. Are you going to punch life in the face and possibly risk, you know, getting caught and, like, losing everything? Or or are you going to, like, play it safe? And inevitably, the characters choose the former option, but then end up choosing the latter in the end. I thought the theme was to get through writer's, bro- writer's block, you have to think that you killed somebody. Oh, 
Oh, well, the theme, there is a writer theme in there, and that's to write what you know. So they were like, let's write what we know by killing somebody. There goes the helicopter again, looking yep. for you. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> what if it's like Brett Ratner and he's really pissed? I got my sweatpants down. <laughs> I just peed all over my sweatpants. They didn't have the cutout like I'm used to. I just love that you think there's a hole there and you have to like thread it through like a needle <laughs> and then jam it back in as you <laughs> No. I mean it's not like come on, you have like if you look, look. <laughs> I'm wearing jeans. Okay. I understand what you say. Yes. Okay, you- if I had a penis <laughs> Oh, it is kinda hard. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> if you pulled a, if you pulled a penis out now, I would just oh. You're like half waiting for me to. You're like the crying game. The what game? The crying game. What's that? You've never seen the crying game? No. Do you know what it's about? No. <laughs> See, look, you're just like, it's like this. <laughs> I understand what you're saying. I just think it's hilarious. Oh. It's harder than it looks, you guys. I'm going to teach her. I'm going to teach our, 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 our a male, male child. <laughs> if I'm not, you know. Right now, all of our listeners are like, please don't have children. <laughs> They're listening to this like, no, this is a bad idea. I'll just be like, one one day your mom <laughs> admitted to me that she doesn't know how urinating works. <laughs> so I had to teach her in the middle of an audio podcast. What's an audio podcast? And, I'll be- <laughs> and then you'll be like, son... Let's sit down and watch these movies that you don't care about that happened 30 years ago. And he'll be like, Dad, I don't want to. And you'll be like, shut up. It's the best movie ever. Are you ready? Here it goes. And then we watch uh, The Brave Little Teen Toaster. Yeah. So thanks for listening. Chrissy's on Twitter, Chris Winters, or on Twitter, Justin Winters, or on Facebook where you can like us. Or you could teach us the proper way to urinate if you're of the male species. I'm going to diagram this out for you after the podcast. <laughs> Thanks. That's nice of you. There's the hole, but you can just pull them down in the front. I mean, this is so simple. I can't believe you don't get this. Just so we're saying why you would. I guess it doesn't work for girls. Like, I can't pull my jeans over in the front. I'd have to pull them down all the way. I would have to. I can't just pull them down. Okay. <laughs> this is going to go on forever. <laughs> Goodbye.